Life is full of questions. It's full of twists, turns, and complex issues to try to figure out. You need answers. Welcome to The Financial Answer with Nathan O'Brien. Hit it. You'll hear us discuss the pitfalls and common investing mistakes we see people make and encourage you to think about solutions to some of the problems and question marks you might face in your own financial life. So let's get to the show. Hey, everybody, welcome into another edition of the Financial Answer Podcast with my buddy and yours, Nathan O'Brien of O'Brien and Associates, registered investment advisor and chartered retirement planning counselor, as well as local smart investor pro with Dave Ramsey. As always, we appreciate your time on the podcast. Go to thefinancialanswer.com. That's thefinancialanswer.com. If you have not subscribed to this podcast so that you can listen to us on a regular basis, you'll find various places you can click on the platform of your choice, be it Google or Apple or whatever. And you can also click on a, a the Investor Awareness Guide, if you haven't taken advantage of that, and they'll send that out to you. Or just click on some time with Nate, and you can also get set up to talk with him. If you got questions or concerns, always reach out, 855-51-COACH. 855-51-COACH. What's up, buddy? How are you this week? Hey, I'm good. I'm excited. We got a we got a really cool topic we're talking about today. So yeah. I, uh, I'm excited about it. Well, we're going to do it over two weeks, actually. So yeah. I want to yeah. uh, invite our listeners to not only check out this podcast, but also make sure you tune in next week because we are going to follow up. We're going to have a conversation actually around the SECURE Act of mm-hmm. 2019. Which is everybody's like, what? Is the, yeah, what is <laughs> Nathan the was excited Act? about this. <laughs> well, we're going to get into so, it. We're going to tell you what it yeah, is. It's actually... Really, it's the first major retirement legislation since the Pension Protection Act back in 06, right? Yeah, it is. It is. And it's got some really good things about it and some negatives. So we're going to talk about all of those. those, Yeah. yeah, And just, uh, of course, there's, I don't know, there's probably 3,000 things in the bill that are going to change. We're just going to cover major issues. Right, right. So what we're going to do is that we kind of extracted eight topic points that we think maybe are the most likely to affect our listening audience or just at least, you know, have them possible some questions they may have around this as it comes down the pike. So again, if you haven't subscribed to the podcast, make sure you do because we're going to do it this week and next week, talk about this topic. And of course, you can also check out prior topics. All right. So let's talk about this thing from the onset. You know, it looked like this year was going to be a pretty good year for reform within Congress. Mm -hmm. And so what they kind of settled on is the SECURE Act, which is the Setting Every Community Up for Retirement Enhancement (laughs) Act. (laughs) <laughs> what an acronym. Right? <laughs> I think the most amazing thing about this is that we actually had some bipartisanship. We Can really you believe did. That? Yeah. I mean, both sides of the aisle were working together and, you know, getting some things done here, which is Really, yeah, I mean, I, hell it, has not frozen over. It, I don't think, it has you know, not, but not but, yet. <laughs> it still might, but it hasn't yet. So, yeah, I don't. It's it's crazy, but it looks pretty good. I'm yeah. excited to talk about some. Well, of this okay, stuff. so let, let's talk about the fact. Okay, first of all, it passed through the House right. with a vote of 417 right. to three. Uh, it has, to, which is pretty good. <laughs> it is really good. Uh, it, it still has to go through the Senate, so there's yeah. probably going to be some changes. And I think it's a different bill in that, and it's something a little different. There's 
another thing at. called the Reza Act as yeah, well. That's right. uh, right. also before the Senate called the Retirement Enhancement Securities Act. It is, and so part of that could find its way into the Secure Act, or you know, of course, they'll mix and mix right. and match where they need. They're going to yeah, toss some to things around a little bit. Uh, yeah. But what the bill does is it offers some things to hopefully help out small businesses, mm-hmm. um, retirement uh, accounts for people, especially when you think about Nathan. You're a small business owner, right? So yeah. you realize as well as I do. I'm a small business owner that the majority of Americans actually are employed by small business owners. Yeah, absolutely. Which is awesome. And there's going to be some really good things that are coming down from this, from everything that I've read that are going to be beneficial to the employer and beneficial to the employees. So yeah, it's kind of a win-win for everyone if this passes like we're expecting it to. Right. Well, the uh, bill smooths out a few things. Okay. So a couple things like uh, some minor roadblocks anyway, like removing IRA age limitations, uh, expanding start dates for RMDs, increased annuity options, uh, potential likelihoods of small employers like ourselves offering retirement plans. So these are some of the things we're going to dive into. And uh, let's just get started. Let's just kick it off. Let's talk about yeah. topic point number one. Okay. This is <laughs> this is actually Title One, Section 101 of the bill, <laughs> if our listeners care that much about it, which I'm sure they don't. <laughs> no, that's right. No, that's right. And this section really is just going to help him, you know, small business employers to increase access to their retirement plans, you yep. know. So it's going to allow them to have some benefits and you know, and even some tax, basically tax benefits for the employer right. that are there. So the big issue right now for 401ks for small companies mm-hmm. is the cost. You right. know, it's, it's incredibly it's expensive. expensive. Yeah. yeah, it's expensive to set up a 401k plan. So, I mean, you're looking at a minimum cost of $2,500 a year. And then it's, you know, a lot more than that, the more employees that you have as you go on. So they're going to look at, you know, some tax credits, some things that you can have there as a small business owner to kind of help incentivize this right. and help people to, you know, participate in these 401k plans, simple IRAs, SCP plans, all of those type of that things. That was the are, prior are, ways of doing that, right? It is. Okay. Well, or it the is. Current. And they're still yeah. going to actually, they're still going to, I think, incentivize simple IRAs and 401ks. I don't, it doesn't seem like SCPs have taken off like they were expecting them to, which those are simplified employee pensions. Okay. Which is actually what I have. Right. But, okay. um, but we set one of those up because of the, you know, Benefits that are there for us are what we wanted, okay? Gotcha. But the 401k and the simple IRA are definitely the most common and what most employers use. So I think the benefits tax-wise are going uh, basically directed toward those two types of plans. Okay. So this first piece, then, again, if you're listening to us, if you're clients of Nathan's or you're thinking about it or you're just checking out our podcast, this first piece really is, if you're a small business owner, this is going to increase your ability to offer access to retirement plans to your employees. Yeah, yeah. it is. And one of the ways that they're going to do that is just to basically kind of lump businesses together in a plan. Okay, interesting. Yeah, it right. reads like that anyway. It reads that like gonna, that, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, you and the small business next door can get a plan together right. and kind of share that cost of the one plan you still have everything separated everyone has their own individual accounts that's fine you know all of that's perfect but it just helps spread the cost across two or three or multiple and i I would assume there's probably going to be a tennessee 
plan. Well, you that's know, what I'm thinking, especially in like the title. That. Yeah, because right, in the title right. of this bill, again, you know, it's called the Secure Act, and of course, it's, right. it's about you know helping the community. That's mm-hmm. what they put in the title of it is helping every community get ready for retirement. So I would think it's the same thing. There's probably going to be a a state a or, state funded or not state funded, but state run type right plan. kind of a kind of right. a grouped into organization states yeah. or major cities or something. Yeah, yeah still, which is good. You know, who I knows? Mean, that's, well, there's still room to go there, but oh yeah, yeah, definitely. But that'll be amazing because everyone, you know, especially if the 401k matches, everyone participates in those for the most part. I mean, you should because you're getting free money. And so you want to participate in it and and do that. And the only really the only holdback right now for a lot of employers is the cost. So that'll help. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so number two of our eight topics here on the Secure Act of 2019 is increased annuity options inside retirement plans. Yeah. Explain that to us. Yeah. So a lot of 401ks, especially with major corporations, they allow annuitization options when you do retire. So you can annuitize that and basically turn your 401k into a pension. Okay. So, you know, everybody kind of likes that monthly guaranteed paycheck that's there, you know, so people like that to some extent anyway. And so Every 401k, I think, the way that the bill reads, is going to have an option for that now. Now, a lot of them do already, but they're going to basically require that to be an option inside of 401ks, and they're going to show you every single year on you know some kind of disclosure to you as a 401k participant how much you can gotcha. receive on a monthly basis when you retire. So it's a guaranteed number that's there based on you know the value that's in your account, expected growth in the future, all of these different things. That's the good part about an annuity is it does provide that guarantee. Right. Okay. So you know that's going to be there and very beneficial, I think, in a lot of situations to help people. So for you know making really good estimates on retirement incomes and things like that. Yeah. So for a lot of these 401k companies, there's liability issues about the providers that they're picking. And so some of these rules are going to essentially ease off some of those liabilities, which will help the 401k providers then, of course, feel better about making these annuity options inside the retirement plans, should they choose so. Yeah. I mean, it really, this part to me is kind of a frustrating part because if ERISA would have stuck to their laws, you know, that they passed a few years ago and made it to where, you know, fiduciary advisors, investment advisors like myself were required to come in and talk to employees about the plan and give them advice and guidance. We cover all of that stuff already. Okay. But ERISA just hasn't really held every company's irons to the fire basically and said, you got to do this, you know, so they could have avoided some of this, right? you know, if they would have just laws that were already there, if they would have kind of enforced those laws a little bit. Well, you know, we do these baby steps sometimes and sometimes we do these overly needed or overly unneeded kind of legislation things but hey right the majority of this secure act and folks there's if you want to do some research on it you just type in secure act of 2019 and Mm -hmm. you'll be able to read some of these things tons of information information. yeah i think overall it's a definitely a good step forward you know definitely some Mm -hmm. fluff like anything but we'll we'll see how it goes now this one's one that's got a lot of people's interest peak nathan this is number three we're going to cover four on this week's podcast and then the other four next week Number three is increasing is the, the RMD. Yeah, this is the big one. <laughs> increasing the RMD age. So let's talk right. about this one. Right. So, you know, this is the one that's making all the publicity. Right. Okay. And making the news for everything. So right now, for 
you know, qualified retirement plans, IRAs, 401ks, all the things we've been talking sure. about. Mm-hmm. You have to start taking money out of those at 70, the 70 and, a half. and a half. Yeah, right. once you reach that 70 and a half age. So you're required to take it. It's about 4% where you start. And then, you know, every year it goes a little bit higher than that. So what they're thinking about is they're going to change that to 72 instead mm-hmm. of 70 and a half. So another year and a half there. So you don't have to start taking it at as early of an age right the reason that they're thinking this is because you know we're all living longer, longevity, longevity right. right so they're really thinking you know we can help people to basically spread these distributions out over a longer time frame maybe allow more money to be there over that time frame so they don't have to start taking it as early right but for a lot of people this to me seems like one of those they're not really making enough of a change okay well, now, so it's me- kind of a Fluff. Let me, let me, well, let me ask that, you, but, because the Reza okay. Act actually in front of the Senate is looking to maybe push this to 75. It, that would be a lot better. Right. Okay. So I we talked about these really maybe help. being tweaked or merged. That right. could be one that happens. No, that's right. Another kind of rule that they're looking at is, you know, anything, any um, IRA or 401k that's under $100,000, okay. you know, they're not going to make you take RMDs at all. Oh, okay. Um, Interesting. So, you know, there's a lot of kind of. A lot of things out there that are iffy. We just don't know what's sure. going to happen, you know, with that until it passes. We won't know. But right. There's some really good things that they can change that will be beneficial. I think extending it to age 75 is is good, but I can see the negative on that. Okay, okay? like what? Well, you know, I mean, really, a lot of people want to take distributions at 70 and a half because they need to. Sure. You know, they're right. they're starting to. So the really wealthy people don't need distributions at that point. So right. it's allowing the wealthier, I guess, to delay those taxes, which I'm fine with that. It, it's okay if they allow that. But it's not necessarily going to be a benefit to the average Joe that's out here, hmm. okay? Because they're going to end up taking that anyway, I think, taking those distributions. And, you know... Although most of my clients, probably 90% of my clients, would never touch their IRAs or 401ks if they didn't have to. Well, so. do, well do you think, Nathan, maybe this is initial baby st- – and I'm wondering if – and I'm trying to read between the lines here because we can do that on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but I, right. I'm wondering if this is initial some baby steps to push all of the retirement ages back – this kind of maybe opening the door for the social security conversation later. Yeah, yeah, I agree. You know that I, everything's got to go back a few years because we are living longer. I mean, it's we just all there is to and it. that's true. That's true. I mean, even you know we've been talking about this a lot on the show, and we're talking about retirement ages. But think about you know our kids, Mark. You know. They are not getting married until later in life. They're not having kids until later in, in their life. 30s, All of these, right? Yeah, yep. that's right. And so kind of everything is being stretched out a little bit longer. And so it's really I don't think it's going to be surprising to see our kids, and especially grandkids, yeah. you know, hit that 100-year mark. I mean, that's going to no, be something No, I agree. That, I agree. Yeah. I think my and daughter's so, retirement age is going to be 75. I honestly yeah. do. I think yeah, that's going to be the first, you know, the, the first time you're eligible to turn it on, you know, kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. So I think all of this is just kind of with the understanding that, yeah, I mean, 2025-year 20, retirement phase of life. If you're living to 100 and all of this stuff kind of starts at 75, then that gets you that 25-year right. you know, mark. Well, it kind so, of keeps us where we currently have been at 65 right. to that's like right. 90, yeah, you know, that's right. and now you go 75 to 100. So that's right. I, I do think that it's this crazy is... crazy to be thinking about it that. Is, but, it really is. <laughs> but it, it's happening. But this is also, back to our topic, this is a big piece of it, the RMD age. It is. Uh, we'll see. I think maybe to our point where the conversation, we're going to see some blending of this and the RESA Act to right. where maybe the 70 
72 goes to 75. And of course, that $100,000 exemption that you talked about as well. So that'll be pretty interesting. Yeah, yeah. it's I'm excited to see really what happens there because that's going to have really one of the most major impacts on a lot of my clients, you and, know, and, on uh, when they have to take it out. So right, right. Ahead. No, I was going to say, and, and along with number four, and I was going to ask you about this as well because yeah. to me, these kind of are all going to work together. And that's removing now, this is the fourth topic, the big point, another big point is removing age limitations on IRA contributions. Yeah, so right now with an IRA, not a 401k, mm-hmm. so with an IRA, okay. You cannot contribute to that after age 70 and a half. Right. The reason behind that is because now you have to start taking yeah, money right. out of it. So they don't want you throwing money into it and then sure. taking it right back out. Right. So it doesn't make sense. So, but they're thinking about removing that for IRAs as long as you, it's working, you know, as long as you're still right. working. So right now you can do that with a 401k. If you're still working, you can contribute to that after age 70 and a half. Right. But they're going to do the same potentially with IRAs as well. That's one of the things that this bill is. Well, because you can do it with Roths, right? You can continue to contribute yeah, with Yeah, because Roth. a Roth, yes, that's right. Because a Roth, you already have paid, paid taxes, the taxes on it. All right. of this is about tax revenue, exactly. of course. Exactly. And so, yeah, so with an IRA, you get to defer those taxes until later. So if you're still working, you may can defer those taxes until later, which is really good. I mean, that makes sense. You right. know, if you're still working, you shouldn't have to take money out if you don't need it, which you probably don't need it at that point if you're still working. Right, right. So I think that'll be a really nice addition to this and allow people to, you know, that are maybe don't participate in a 401k, but they're still working like a small employer or right. whatever, like you're talking small well, it, business. It seems like a lot of this is going to go in that regard. And so those are the four kind of first big topic points we wanted to take away from the SECURE Act of 2019. That's been our conversation here this week on the podcast. You know, normally we do a little in the news and we do a little kind of confidence corner and a little email, but I thought this was really an interesting topic for us to talk about. So it's kind of been the bulk of our show this week. Well, it's really been our whole show and it'll also be for next week. Next week, I want to touch on the tax credit enrollment that was uh, put in there, uh, as well as uh, some information on on penalty-free distributions for adoptions and birth of children. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I think those things can factor in uh, lifetime income disclosures, as well as removal of the stretch IRA, the inherited IRA. We're going to talk about that next week on the show. I think that'll be another big component for a lot of retirees as well. It will, so, yeah, that's a huge part that I've I've been concerned about. That's kind of a potential stretch. negative. Yeah, 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 yeah. So we'll get into that one next week. Mm-hmm. And Nathan, again, all of these things can maybe be helpful to you, but overall, if you're not sitting down with someone and talking with someone and finding out how your whole plan's going to look. All this stuff's not going to matter if you don't have any kind of strategy. Number one, it's really confusing, and you don't know when it's going to happen. You don't know what's going to happen. You may not know what the rules are and all of these things. So, yeah, definitely make sure you're covering these things and addressing this with your advisor, with your accountant, with your attorney, because these are things that are going to really have a major impact on your retirement. And I think one of the things that we're going to try to do here pretty soon is just have an estate planning attorney come on, and we'll discuss some of these things and, yeah, and talk about, you know, how how we can work together, how we, he and I work together right. to address some of these issues with clients. So we'll do that probably in an, in the next couple of weeks and sure, get that that'd be done great. after we've kind of covered this stuff. So Okay. Well, I'll tell you what, folks, if you don't have an advisor you're working with and you do need some help, uh, hopefully that's one of the reasons you're checking out our podcast. You're listening to Nathan and I talk about these things. He's a registered investment advisor, an RIA, a chartered retirement planning counselor, as well as a local smart investor pro with Dave Ramsey. Give him a call. Come in and have a conversation. Go to the website, thefinancialanswer.com. You can click on 
a place there. There's a place for Meet Nate. That'll help you set up a time. You can start with the Investor Awareness Guide, which you can also download from there. Lots of ways to kind of get this information rolling. And of course, anytime you're concerned, before you take action, always talk with a professional. If you've got an advisor, talk to them. If you want a second opinion, reach out to Nathan, 855-51-COACH. 855-51-COACH. And as always, we appreciate your time here on the Financial Answer Podcast. Did I just say answer, answer? I think I did. <laughs> no, no, you said financial answer. <laughs> Almost you like said. I said financial answer, answer. <laughs> so we're answer, answering the questions. But hey, buddy, thanks for your time this week. I appreciate you. Yeah, thank you. Hope everyone has a good weekend. And thank you so much for all the comments. Everybody's been so kind oh, lately. Good. Just yeah. listening to the show and saying, hey, I love this topic. And also, thank you for listening. Yeah. And thank you for telling me that you're enjoying it. I appreciate that. Yeah, so. go subscribe hit us uh, give us a like or yeah. a review on uh, google play i uh, well i guess it's not itunes anymore they're canon that so i guess it's apple podcast <laughs> no, that's right i gotta yeah. remember this it's gonna take me a while to say that uh whatever format you use we certainly would appreciate like a review or share it with friends or family that you know is getting close to retirement and might benefit from some of this information we appreciate your time as always and we'll see you next time on the financial answer O'Brien & Associates is a registered advisory firm in Tennessee. This show is intended for information and educational purposes only. Consult with a qualified advisor before taking any action.